0: Welcome to Clear the Clutter. My name is Margaret, and this podcast is where I give you practical and spiritual advice to get your time back so you can finally spend it how you really want. Hello, hello, welcome to today's episode. So this podcast, and I know I've probably said this in other podcast episodes, but this one genuinely is my favorite topic. And this is a topic that, like, I'll probably eventually turn into a course one day, Um, but it is such a, it's one of those life questions and life skills that when you look at it on the surface, it looks super easy, super simple, but it's got this lasting power and go juice that can literally change your entire world for the better. So, enough teasing. Today, we're going to be talking about what would this look like if it was easy, like not the most rocket science-y question or you know woo woo-y question in the world. This is a relatively simple question. It is a relatively easy question. But it's so powerful because it's so simple. One of the things I learned years ago is as your business or as your life, whatever you prefer to use, but as your business evolves, especially if you own your own business. So let's use that one. As your business evolves, it is harder to stay simple. And I was like, what? That's bullshit. It can't be hard to stay simple. Oh my God. It was so true. It is so hard to stay simple as things grow, as things evolve, because as things are evolving in your life, you, you know, you start to assume I need to add more tools. I need to add more widgets. I need to add more moving pieces because that's what's going to make my life easier. And it's not ultimately true. Going back to that question, what is always ultimately true? Is this universally true? You know, does this ultimately have to happen this way? So all of those questions evolved from what would this look like if it was easy? And I have to give credit to where credit was due. I was listening to a live stream, and I can't even tell you which live stream it was, but I was listening to a live stream from Amanda Francis, and she was saying something. She was answering a question. She was doing like a live Q and answered a question to someone. And she's like, Well, what would this look like if it was easy? And it wasn't this life, earth shattering thing. But for me, it was like my brain was like a pinball machine. It was like, Bing, 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 ding, 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 ding. That's the question. That is the ultimate question to ask yourself in any scenario. It doesn't matter what the scenario is. It doesn't matter how it's applied. It could be work, it could be your personal relationship, it could be your relationship with your spouse, with your finances, with, you know, it doesn't matter. Enter thing there. This is the ultimate question. What would this look like if it was easy? Because easy is not necessarily what we're, we should all be striving for that because it keeps things simple and it moves us forward. It is too easy to go ahead and overcomplicate our lives because that's what we think we're supposed to do, where it's deceptively easy to stay easy and that, in the, you know what I mean, <laughs> to stay simple. So I go back to the big question that we'll be diving deep into for this podcast. What would it look like if it was easy? So again, you know, cause I love examples. This podcast is an example. I have tried probably since 2007, I want to say off the top of my head, I have tried to have a blog. It didn't work. I've tried to do other things to stay online. I've tried to post only all of my content on social media. I tried doing YouTube videos. I tried Facebook lives and streams and all of that crap. Because for me, it was crap because it never worked. I was never able to be consistent with it. It didn't light me up. It was really hard. I had to spend all this money, get equipment. You know, yes, I know that some people are like, oh, well, you don't need to do that. You can just use your phone. Well, for me, it didn't work that way. So, and part of it was I started doing all of this when the technology wasn't that adaptive. So, I started doing a lot of that stuff when, like, your cell phone wasn't the best thing to use. You actually had to use a camera, So for me, getting my message and getting these questions that I have come across and curated throughout my life, the easiest way to do that is the podcast. Now, I keep the blog because there's a lot of other things in there, like the journal prompts and stuff like that, that I want you guys to be able to refer to. Because again, I am a very visual and auditorial, I think that's a word, a visual and audio learner. I have to hear it and I have to see it for it to click. So for me, I didn't want to just have the blog because it didn't feel like it clicked. I didn't feel like I, no matter how many copywriting classes I took, I didn't feel like my personality was there and it was overwhelming. And I couldn't just have the podcast because there is, you know, all of these journal prompts and all of these other ideas that I kind of use to support the podcast, but they can't physically fit in the show notes because the show notes are too small. So I have a combination of the blog and the podcast and together that is where you're going to get the best bang out of your buck from listening to me. Again, what would it look like if it was easy? For me, easy is you being able to drive anywhere or do anything, do the dishes, do the laundry, cook, clean, do whatevs, you know, work out and listen to me, listen to the passion, listen to me give you examples, listen to how I actually process things and ask you these questions And it's also really easy for me to go ahead and write this stuff out and have it as a companion on the blog. So if you really wanted to save something or maybe forward it to someone, you have that option because not everyone likes to listen to podcasts. So that question, again, it's such a deceptively simple question because the point of all of this is people are going to be judging you because you're like, oh, well, you just have it so easy and I want you to be able to say, yeah. I, cur- I curated my life that way. So that's kind of bumbled, but you get the point. I want you to be able to say with confidence, yeah, I designed my life that way. I designed my life to be easy. I designed my life to be simple. I designed my life to flow. I designed my life so that I could do, you know, I, I literally could dedicate a day or at least a half a day to Netflixing and binging because that's what I wanted in my life. I dedicated time to do X, Y, and Z because that was what was important to me. So this is perception that nothing is allowed to be easy is just bullshit. It's genuinely bullshit. Some people feel the need to go through life, like through penance, and that they have to be punished and things have to be hard. And yes, there are things that are hard. But the hardest thing is keeping things simple and easy. So I'm going to go over a couple different scenarios with you, like always, and then again, later on in the episode, I'll give you the journal prompts that I am using, and we can kind of dive deep into this so that you can go ahead and really get into my brain on this one and use it to drastically expand and grow your life. I mean, I'm talking like 10x drastic, so I know it's a a big thing to say and a big thing to ask, but... Listen to this episode a couple times, share it with your friends, and don't just gloss it over, really dive deep into this content with me. So let's dive deep into this one. What would it look like if it was easy? Let's apply this to work. So whatever type of work you do, I don't care what you do, even if you work manufacturing on a line, I don't care what you do. What you physically do is irrelevant. There is always something that can be done simpler and easier at what you do even if that means figuring out when to take your lunch breaks or figuring out how to deal with a really hectic crazy boss or dealing with co-workers that interrupt you 24 7 it doesn't matter what you physically do I want you to write down in context to your job what would it look like if your job was easy you know does that mean that you don't have as many interruptions does that mean you take a scheduled lunch every day does that mean if you know your coworkers interrupt you and ask you to do something right then and there, you write it down and say, "Hey, not a problem. I'll get back to you when I have some free time. I'm finishing x y and Z up, and you put up a little bit of a boundary. Do you start to notice the patterns of your boss and instead of being reactive to all of it, you know, your boss is going to ask you about X, Y, and Z. So why don't you start having an answer for X, Y, and Z every cycle that he, he or she is asking you that stuff. So again, examples of things that you can do. And I've used this, mind you, in multiple different categories of a job. I've been in project management. I have been in the healthcare pharmaceutical industry. I work in the power sports industry currently. So it, It doesn't matter that I've been in drastically different industries doing drastically different things and having drastically different interactions with people. It always comes back to the same thing. And then another bonus tip too, more than anything, is if you're looking to move up in the world and move up in your company or in your job or whatever, make your boss's life easy. And I'm not saying make it easy by doing all of their work. Simplify what you do and simplify things for your boss because you will stand out. One of the things that I have learned over time as being a boss is, as a boss, there are a billion things going on in your head and on your plate and on your to-do list and in your emails and in the this's and the that's. There's always a gazillion things of people asking for your attention. The people that have their shit together, for lack of a better word, and make your job and make your life simpler. And they're like, hey, I know you wanted this project done. Here's my idea. Boom, 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 boom do you want me to implement it? Yes or no? Those people that come to me, I love them. Like, I'm like, Oh my God, thank you. Yes or no. Or here's how we tweak it. So I'm able to go in, tweak, tweak, tweak. This is what I want. Cool. Execute. I don't like, and most bosses, to be honest, don't like the, well, I'm thinking of this, but I don't really know. And I should probably do some research and, uh, yeah. And like, you can, Again, I'm dramatizing it, but you can hear the wishy-washiness of what I'm doing. If you're going to be using what would this look like to be easy in your job, be assertive. Don't go and pitch your boss until you have the facts of, yes, I would like to do this. I'd like to spend this amount of money. And here's where it'll benefit us. And here's the research I've done. Or, hey, I want to implement this new policy because I get asked, you know, about it 15 times a week. And I think it'll help our clients and make us more money or whatever the scenario is. But put some thought, some energy and some effort behind it and kind of systemize it a little bit. And that'll make your job so much simpler, so much drastically simpler. It's not even funny. Um, And not only for you. But your coworkers are gonna want to know what are you doing, or your coworkers are gonna always think of you as like this champion of oh that person always get it gets it done and gets it done right. Well, yeah, because you have made it a practice, and I believe of it almost to a religious, religious, not religious, religious sense that what would this look like? if it was easy, it's almost like my spiritual belief. It's almost the core principle of how I view life. You know, some people can view life through their religious beliefs. I believe, you know, the religion of easy. So again, you can use it in your job and it'll benefit you tenfold. And it doesn't have to take a long time. Again, that would be making it hard. Make the easy of the easy of the easy. So if you're doing this for your job, because we're using that same example, go ahead and... Write down all of the things that are really difficult and then write down next to it what would be easy. And it doesn't matter if it's ultimately, you know, like if you have to hire another person, you know, it doesn't matter if like you can't execute it on day one. But I just want you to write it down and start to think and start to visually see what are the things that are maybe like, you know, the low hanging fruit that you can accomplish right now. And what are the things you have to work up towards? So that is your job. Let's go into your personal life and your personal time. So again, what would it look like if it was easy? Well, easy in regards to, I'm going to use household household cleaning and stuff like that. It is extremely hard, and I've talked about this in the past in other episodes, but it is extremely hard for me to not have a routine and a schedule because I like to live a very spacious life. So, you know, another really low-hanging fruit for us is It's easy when we have a meal plan for the week. And in the past, we've used physical meal plan companies because that was the easiest thing to do in the time. And other times in our life, we have used just writing down our favorite recipes on a piece of paper and making sure that the proteins didn't like, it wasn't like a week of just chicken. It was like chicken, pork, beef, fish, you know, leftovers, yada, 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 and like rotated. So when it comes to the household stuff, It's easy to have a routine for us. It is easy to know that, hey, I'm going to be going to the grocery store and buying X, Y, and Z for the week because then I don't have to answer that dreaded, excuse me, dumb question, which I hate. Let's for dinner. Like, if that question get outlawed, I would love it because... It always used to be really stressful for me to answer that. And then it was always this reactionary thing of, well, did I take the chicken on in time? Did it unth- Did it thaw? Did it this? Did it that? Did I get everything that I needed for it? So again, to make it easy, I made a meal plan. And it wasn't something crazy. It could be like chicken breast with stuffing and uh, canned veggies in pantry, you know? So at least I knew a rough idea of what I needed. Again, I made the easy of the easy of the easy. So the easy was not having to worry about dinner. So therefore the easy of the easy is making the meal plan and the easy of the easy of the easy is writing down the ingredients like at the high level of what's in that meal plan. The easy of the easy of the easy, if that makes sense. So the other part of the easy of the easy of the easy when it comes to the household is I do laundry once a week, you know, for the 90% of the time, short of an animal having a major accident and I have to rush to do laundry, I only do it once a week. I know that for us, it's the simplest if I do it either on a Saturday or a Sunday um, and I have all of my stuff in one spot. So my oxyclean, my laundry detergent, my softener, my fabric sheets, all of that stuff. It's in one spot. I grab everything. I go do my laundry. I focus on my laundry. I take my Kindle with me because I'm like, okay, this is laundry time. This is not laundry and 19 other multitasking times. This is laundry and reading. So I know it's kind of honestly a little bit of a break. It's somewhat... I would never ever have thought that I would have said laundry is enjoyable. But because I've dedicated that laundry time can be easy, again, something that is so deceptively simple, which is laundry, but let's make it easy. When I'm doing my laundry, I. I'm also reading a really badass book. So, I'm present, I'm present with the book, but when the laundry dings, it doesn't sit in my washer or my dryer for, you know, hours on end because I made a conscious decision to say, "Hey, from start to finish, I'm going to do all my laundry at this one time and in the in between because there is an in between, you know, I'm going to sit there and read." Um and the other thing is too, when the laundry is all done and it comes out of the dryer, again, things that are deceptively simple. I take all of the clothes, I fold them how they're supposed to be folded appropriately. So I put all the socks together under riches, you know, the shirts, the sweaters. the this is that a lot, a good chunk. I'd say probably 60, 70% of our clothes are folded and they're folded in a particular manner so that our drawers are very neat and organized and we can see all of the clothes that we have. So I don't go ahead and just, you know, pull it all out, dump it into my like laundry basket and then, and then, and then, or eventually just let it sit in the laundry basket like I used to do, that's not making it easy. I take it, I finish my task, I fold my stuff, I go, I put my stuff away, and then I'm done. And again, laundry would be deceptively simple, but it was something that was overwhelming. And it was an energetic suck. And it was something of, you know, I never wanted to have the question, Hey, where are my socks? Or, hey, babe, did you see my shirt? Or, you know, I would even ask that or Oh, crap, we ran out of towels, or "Hmm, I should probably do this more often or do that more often. Instead of having all of these extra decisions where I'm having decision fatigue. um, You know, I really made it simple. I looked at what was, you know, a big time suck in my life and I made it simple so I know I mentioned Amanda Francis earlier in this podcast but where the other part of this what would it look like if it was easy and the how I got behind that is from Jenny She again her link to the website is in the blog margaretstevens.co but Jenny, she was talking about her story as to how she started her business. And it was, oh, okay, cool. And then the other thing that happened, which I never would have expected, is she talks about her story as how she dealt with Lyme disease. And I'm like, Lyme disease? That thing where the tick bites you? Like, that that was a big issue? How was is that an issue? And, of course, she goes into it in the episode of how Lyme disease was an issue for her and how at the peak of Lyme disease, when she didn't even know she had it and they're trying to figure out what she had – you know, she couldn't work more than 20 hours a week because it made her sick. It made her so sick that she basically had to go sleep for hours and hours and hours. And at the same time, she was also the breadwinner. So here is someone that is running a business or basically starting a business and also the breadwinner. And it also is dealing with an illness that is very, very hard to manage. So When she started talking about, okay, well, this is how I, you know, I had to provide for my family. I needed to do something that was simple. She ended up creating a schedule that because she knew the Lyme disease only roughly let her work for about 20 hours a week. She built a 20 hour a week system so that she could do the things she needed to, to generate income and only work the 20 hours a week. And then when she needed to sleep or she needed to go to a doctor's appointment or any of that, she could. And so, She's talking about energy as a currency, not just energy as this endless resource. Like it was actual currency that, okay, you know, here's the example that she gives and I've loved it. So I use it all the time. You've got a hundred units of energy and every time you make a decision, you use a unit of that energy. Some decisions are bigger decisions, so they'll use more units. Some decisions are simpler decisions, like, what am I going to wear today? So maybe that uses, like, one unit versus, like, you know, what am I going to cook for dinner, which is, like, seven, and maybe, you know, oh, am I going to switch jobs, which is, like, 20? So at the end of the day, you only have that 100. You don't have, you know, oh, well, let me just hit a button again, and then I have more units of energy where, you know, here's where I've modified it. You know, people think that, oh, if I take my vitamins and supplements, if I take some energy drinks, if I drink a ton of coffee, I'm getting extra bonus units of energy. So instead of having a hundred, because I take my vitamins and I drink coffee, I'm getting 300 units of energy. It's not true. And genuinely is not ultimately true. You're just going into the negative and you don't know it. So, here's the bad part of that when you're thinking of energy as a currency and you're not focusing on making your life easy. You'll start out with 100 units of energy, and then that day maybe you go into the negative five. Well, the next day you're starting now at 95. You're not starting at 100 because you had to give a little too much or work a little too hard, and now the next day you have to recover from it. And then again, That day, you're starting at 95. You go into the negative 5 again. So the third day, you're starting at 90. So now you've lost 10 units of decision-making energy to go ahead and do the things you need to. But yet your life hasn't changed. Things haven't become easier. You still have to grind through this, apparently. So now you're going to be maybe today a negative 10. So the next day, that quote-unquote Thursday, you're starting with 80 units of energy. And you keep going into the negative. And then over time, that is, you know... A spiritual version of decision fatigue. And again, if you've dealt with decision fatigue, or if it's something you're interested in, go Google it. It's a fascinating concept. And it's not even a theory. It's a genuine concept. It's ultimately true. Science is there. Science has proven it. Um, if I can remember, I'll try and find some really good journal articles and link them in the blog. But, you know, dis- decision fatigue is true. There's a reason why, Mark Zuckerberg wears the same stupid outfit all the time. There's a reason why most presidents wear the same outfit all the time. They know that their decision-making juice or their hundred units is critical. So if they don't have to make that decision, if they can make their life easy, then they'll go ahead and do that and save their units of energy for the things that are hard. You know, instead of having to figure out what you wear every day, if you know you wear the same thing every single day, maybe it only takes a quarter unit of energy versus taking a whole energy whole you know, unit of energy, because you have to decide. So they go hand in hand. And it's also for women, I like to think of it as like permission based, as to truly make your life simple. Because over time, going back to that 100 units, you're going to start going into the 80s, then the 70s, then maybe you'll jump back up to 80. Because you had a weekend and you got to sleep in. But if your life overall is constantly removing more energy than it's putting back in, or you're making too many decisions and it's too overwhelming, you're going to hit the wall. You're going to have adrenal fatigue. You're gonna have decision fatigue, and there are severe consequences with that. Sometimes it's just your health, and not to say that it's just, but it's just your health, and you can, you know, take a couple weeks where you take it really easy and you can recover from it. Other times it's you know, financial. And because you've made some really crappy decisions because you were overwhelmed or stressed out or too tired to pay attention, you can have some life altering consequences. Maybe you make a dumb decision move with a boss. Maybe you make a bad move in negotiating. Maybe you're not paying attention and you get into a car accident because you're too tired. You know, there's all these butterfly effects of not paying attention and not valuing your energy and valuing easy. So, I always go back to the women that are listening. We have this thought process that I can show my love and I can show my devotion to my family through the things I do for them. And yes, our families, our spouses, our fur babies, our physical babies, they love and appreciate the things we do for them, but it. don't sh- it shouldn't be the only way you show your devotion to them it should be a portion of the way you show your devotion to them so hey I love you so much you know I want to make sure we all have home-cooked meals not this is the only way I ever tell you I love you and when you start to let yourself off of that hook you will start allowing yourself to start Making things easy, you will start recognizing that you only have a hundred units of energy a day, and going into the negative every day is just dumb it's just like totally dumb like what's the point what's the purpose? What are you getting out of it? so you know again, I went woo woo won you I went on a little bit of a tangent, but I thought it was pertinent to really stress the benefit and give you the thought process as to how you can get the permission to make your life simple. So another thing that you can do with simple, and this is a touchy topic, but whatevs is finances. How can we make finances simple? And I have a very controversial belief on it, but I kind of don't care. So when it comes to our finances, for the most part, we know what we're going to meet made we're not made we know what we're going to make so even if you have a sales position you know what your base is and then your commission will fluctuate for example so if you know that you can start to plan okay well here are all of my bills here is all of the dates that they are due again making it easy here are everything. I used to in the past, so real life example, I used to in the past log into every single person that we needed to pay the bill for and I would log into their website and then I would schedule the bill and go from there. That wasn't making my life easy. It made it actually, to be honest, very difficult because now I had to log into 10, 20, 30 different accounts, make sure I hit the button, make sure I pay it, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes it would take me up to an hour to pay the bills. And in reality, what the version of easy for that looked like is scheduling them all in my bill pay in my bank. Not only am I going to log into my bank anyway, to make sure my transactions look like they're supposed to because we've had fraud a couple times. So we like to keep on track of our transactions. But I literally just had to click over to a tab, all of the billers were already created as an account, because again, you're going to use them over and over again. And then For example, my phone bill, the phone bill is the same amount every single month. So I set it on auto pay through my bank that didn't set it up on auto pay through the provider. I set it up through my bank because it was simpler. That meant, and here's why it was simpler. That meant I could log into my bank. I could log into my bill pay and I could see all the bills that were coming out and when they were coming out versus, and consciously, most of us know what bills are coming out. We know what the amount is. But it was so much simpler to log into one screen and see all of it and say, okay, well, these are all the bills that are going out this week, and then this week, and then this week, and then this week, versus logging into my spreadsheet, which had all my bills, or logging into each and every provider. Like, I would still physically look at my bill, because I've always done that, and that will never change. But I made the portion of paying for the finances simpler by taking it and going and putting it in one place, one centralized place. And then another thing we did to make things simpler is we initiated a plan to save money, but we also initiated a plan to pay off debt. And here's why. Most people, when they have any type of consumer debt, they're like, oh, well, you have to scrimp and save and you have to pay it all off. So is that ultimately true? Fuck no, it's not ultimately true. Let me stop censoring myself on this one. It is not ultimately true. Everyone's perception and everyone's ability to deal with debt and consumer debt is drastically different. I may have a higher threshold than you. You may have a higher threshold than me. It doesn't matter. But what is ultimately true is that you should be paying your debt consistently until it's paid off. Does that mean you have to scrimp and save and make your life a living hell? Sometimes, sometimes that's the ultimate truth because maybe you're just overextended and that's the only way to get out of it. Sometimes you do it as a way to punish yourself, but sometimes it could be, hey, the smart thing and what we've learned over time is the smart thing is instead of scrimping and saving and throwing all of our money to our consumer debt, getting out of it and then having nothing left over. So therefore I have to get back into it. So the cycle continues Why don't I focus on building my savings and snowballing? So again, making this easy, I do want to not have consumer debt one day. I do want to have all of those little bills paid off. But I also know that the reason why I have them is because I didn't have any cash bump. I didn't have enough cash on hand, so therefore I had to rely on a credit card. If I had the cash on hand, I would have used the cash on hand. I never would have used the credit card. It was never about the points. It was never about the rewards. It was always because I didn't have the cash on hand to become my own credit card or my own bank. So to make things easy, to make future finances easy, we initiated a plan of we're going to spend this much on paying down our debt every week or every month. And then we're going to also spend this much on building up our savings so that when we do have that consumer debt gone, we also have a bunch of cash put aside so that we don't have to go back into consumer debt. Or maybe if we have to, it's nowhere near at the level of what we had to get ourselves out of. We're breaking that cycle. And all of this when it comes to what would it look like if it was easy is about breaking a cycle of what got you into the hard place to begin with. It's about growing through this. It's about learning. It's about caring enough of your future self. So for me, it's about caring enough of future Margaret, Margaret of five years from now, where all the consumer debt is gone. We'll just have the mortgage and basic, probably the car payments, but I don't know. We may or may not have car payments by then. But future Margaret only has one quote unquote nut to crack outside of the normal expenses like water and electricity and groceries, but she doesn't have all of this consumer debt that keeps her up at night sometimes or makes her feel a certain way or does any of that because future Margaret is taken care of by the steps I'm doing today. And it's a really beautiful belief, and if again, if you want to dig into it, go on Google. This is something I'm genuinely encouraging you to do, but the Japanese culture they think of their future selves as much if not more than they think of their current selves, so they have some of the better like better setups in regards to saving and financing and planning because they have more words in their language than we do in America for your future self and There's other countries like Norway and Sweden and a lot of the Norwegian countries that they have the same principles. And I think it's fascinating. And they also have a lot less dumb issues than we do. We don't have a bunch of good words for our future self. We're never asking each other, hey, what are you doing to take care of future self? What are you doing to take care of future self? What are you doing to take care of future self? It's the same equivalent of what would this look like if it was easy? Doing something to make your life easier today is going to make your future self much more happy, much more spacious, much more joyful. Preferably richer, to be perfectly honest. Because if you're, you, if you're like me, where you're done paying that consumer debt, but you also have a nest egg to rely on, you can start building that wealth and growing it versus having this never-ending cycle of consumer debt. So. You get where I'm going with this. You have a better job because you made your life, your boss's life easier, which reflects in bonuses and pay raises and promotions. You have a happier household because you and your family have decided, hey, this is what our version of easy is going to look like. And all of these little things are going to add up. And to tie it all back in, they're going to add up so that your units of energy are not being used in such drastic amounts. And then over time, you can go back to building that, you know, you wake up every day with 100 units of energy. So the meal planning, the being conscious when I do my laundry, being conscious when I do my bills, making my job easier. That means by the time I get home, I'll have maybe 20, 30 units of energy left versus five. And so I can make the decision of, oh, instead of doing dinner tonight, let's do takeout. I can make the decision to record a podcast episode because there's something left in me to give to someone else versus me pouring, I hate that phrase, but whatever, it's accurate, pouring from an empty cup. You have to fill yourself up first. And sometimes that means you just don't have to give away all your your energy. That doesn't mean you have to leak out all of the energy that you have So then you're, you know, you're trying instead of pouring into yourself, you know, some people they have to pour into themselves. Sometimes people just have to like stop living on a colander and they have to patch all those leaky holes. So in regards to the leaky holes, that's where the journal prompts come in. I've given you in this episode and it's a longer episode, I granted on that one, but on this episode, I'm giving you so many examples because over the past mm, year and a half, I have used all of these different examples to grow and evolve, to give myself back more and more energy. And I'm not back at a hundred yet because I've spent close to a decade making sure that I never could get back to a hundred. But I want to say on a daily basis, I probably wake up at maybe 80, sometimes 90%. So I'm getting there versus waking up at 50 or 60%. And it's a process and it's something you can evolve through and, Don't feel ashamed if you don't do it all in a week because it took me a year and a half of asking everyone in my life that question. And sometimes my family, would get frustrated. So when we had the business with my, when my husband and I had this particular business, I started using it there because it was the biggest overwhelming energy suck that I had in my life. And it was like, well, if I can start making headway on this thing, I'll have the brain juice or the units of energy left over to go ahead and make the decision elsewhere. So anytime something came up that was out of the norm, whether it was someone pitching me to, you know, use our services or a client wanting something different or a process that was overwhelming, we would always ask ourselves these journal prompts. And again, if you want them and you want to be able to write them down go over to margaretstevens.co look for this episode and you'll be able to get them super simple keep it easy if not just answer them out loud so look for or write down the thing that is the most overwhelming for you for me at that time it was my business because there were so many moving pieces so for that we would write what would x look like if it was easy? What would my business look like if it was easy? What would my day job look like if it was easy? What would my home life look like if it was easy? What would my fitness routine look like if it was easy? What would date nights with the fam or family nights look like if it was easy? What would friendships look like if it was easy? What would my finances look like if it was easy? What would my personal care routine look like if it was easy? You you get the point. I'm trying to give you a bunch of ideas to spark these things. Now, don't feel that you have to do them all at one time. I would like you, if you have multiple things that are popping up because I've given you so many ideas, start with the things that overwhelm you the most first. Get the best bang for your buck because I'm trying to save and recuperate some of those units of energy. So go after the whale, which is using 30, 40, 50% of your time and energy versus the 5%. So... That's question number one. What would blank look like if it was easy? The follow-up to that is, again, deceptively simple, but there's a point to it. Follow-up is, does this have to be done by me? Now, I've talked in this episode of the reasonings and the whys and the easy, and sometimes making it be easy or having it become easy is making it so that you aren't the one doing it. Doing our taxes is not easy. I am really great at saving the receipts. I'm really great at doing budgets and this is and that's. But trying to figure out how to file our taxes is in no way and no shape easy. So for us, what would this look like if it was, what would taxes look like if it was easy? For example, is meaning that I have an accountant. I pay him the 500 bucks or whatever I pay him. I think last year it was around five, $600. But I pay him to make this easy. I pay him to make sure it's done appropriately. I pay him to make sure it's done on time. You know, a good portion of this podcast is me sharing in extreme detail, very personal personal aspects of my life so that you feel you have the same permission to do things that I have done. I am hoping to be that example of someone that is doing something that you would like to do And giving you the permission of, hey, this is what it looks like on the other side and here's how I got there. I'm not just all about the flash of, hey, you can do this and it's simple and bye. No, I'm going into great detail and great example because I want you to see how I did it so that you can mimic the how, you can take the best parts of my how and then you can be the how for someone else. So again, taxes for us is, well, for me and my husband, not easy. Um... Some of the home repair, like doing a roof, not easy. I have no clue how to do a roof. I didn't want to figure out how to do a roof. I didn't want to figure out how to do the permitting, that this isn't that. Like, uh uh-uh. So that meant hiring a roofer. So little things, if, if your version of easy for that item is hiring someone, don't feel ashamed. Just be conscious of it, acknowledge it, and get it done and get it over with. Get that big time suck back. So that's my favorite follow-up question to what would it look like if it was easy is, does it have to be done by me? And then over time, when you have gotten through all the big whales and you're like, hmm, all the big whales are kind of taken care of. Well, let me look at all the little time sucks in my life. So that question can be slightly tweaked if you want it to. But sometimes it can be the question of what in my life needs to be easier What in my life needs to be simpler? These are all little questions to just get your brain to think in a different pattern and in a different way so that you can get the best bang for your buck. So if your life, like mine now, after years of working to get there, if your life is relatively easy, there's always something that can be done to make it easier. So maybe that easier for me right now, again, another transparent moment, is having a handful of meal plans that are kind of written out and done. And then I can rotate through them versus having to write the meal plan from scratch every single week. So I'd like to build up to having six different versions of a meal plan that, you know, has enough, you know, meals for six days, because we always have leftovers, or we'll go out one day a week at minimum. So I'd love to have six different meal plans that I could rotate through and I could kind of shuffle them and randomly pick one and go from there versus having to create and use my energy to create meal plans every single week. So that's kind of like the advanced course of EASY. That is the master's level program of EASY is what in my life could be easier. And then again, that's another whole another level of permission you're giving yourself to make things easier because... Some people are going to judge you because your life is easy. And you can come with a clap back of, yeah, because I built my life that way. But I don't want you to feel guilty about it. And I don't want you to feel guilty about making your life that's easy right now, even easier. You have something to give. Even if that means it's volunteering, I don't know, making it up, volunteering at your church. That is what you are here on this earth to do because you will be... I don't know, making an influence in a ton of people, or for me, it's having this podcast to share my ideas, share these universal truths that I've come across. You have to have something left over for you to be able to do that and not burn out so that again, you can start the next day at 100. So I hope this podcast was helpful for you. I hope that you can use these questions. Again, all of them are at the blog. So don't freak out. But I hope you can use them to make your life easy. And when you do, I'd love for you to share the moment with me. Email me, send me a voice memo, send it, you know, put a comment on the blog, but just tell me when you have a win so I can celebrate with you. Have a great day. I'll talk to you later. Have a burning question for me.